Welcome to Frontline Medic Podcast. Susanne Axelsson here, and I am your host for this podcast, brought to you by Frontline Magic in partnership with Ask Nicely. Ask Nicely is your number one frontline success platform with everything your frontline teams need to delight every customer every time. If you want to get the latest insights from the Frontline Magic community, make sure to sign up for our latest newsletter at frontlinemagic.org. In this episode, we are talking to Dana Cutting, who is an author, but also founder and CEO of Red Carpet Learning, helping companies create a culture of happy, engaged people who deliver an exceptional customer service. So tag along as we uncover what that actually means. really pleased to have you here Donna. I know you've been writing a lot of different books on the topic of customer experience and employment experience so thank you for joining me today. It's my pleasure I'm so excited to be here. Amazing why don't you start with introducing yourself. I'm the founder and CEO of an organization here based in the United States called Red Carpet Learning Systems and I work with organizations to help them create cultures of happy people who deliver excellent service. On a practical level, how do you do that? What's the secret? I'll tell you what, I think one of the things is that I think all of those things work together, right? Culture, people, service. And ultimately, everything boils down to people wanting to be seen and heard. Are we creating organizations where our employees feel seen and heard? And are we supporting them? And are we providing them the skills and the knowledge they need so that their customers feel seen and heard? So simple, maybe not easy for every organization, but it really all boils down to that for me. And by the way, when we do that, when we create cultures of people who feel seen and heard, and then customers who feel seen and heard, we're not just creating a better workplace, but we're, in my view, we're creating a better world. So if you ask me what my larger purpose is, it's really about that. It's about how the way we treat each other and how curious we are and empathetic and caring and respectful so that we're making a better workplace and also a better world. So your first two books that you have written, they were around customer experience. And your last book, you have changed a bit over to employment experience. How did you make that switch? And what's, yeah, what's your thought process around that? Yeah, that's a really great question. Because, yeah, because my first two were all about rolling out the red carpet for your customers. And so now this next one is called, the one that just came out is called Employees First, Inspire, Engage, and Focus on the Heart of Your Organization. And people ask me that question a lot. And the reality to me is that it's not a switch at all. It's just a refocus. And I think when you really look at, when you really look at it, Employees First is probably the book I should have written first because 
what I started to notice as I was working with customers, my customers, is that they would bring me in to really help them define what they wanted their customer experience to be, and then to help drive that message through the organization, through seminars and workshops and continuous communication, that kind of thing. And the first step in my process is what I call discovery. It's all about listening. I am a big fan of listening and we could talk about that later too and would sit with groups of employees at every level of the organization and in these conversations i was starting to see this pattern of frontline employees not really feeling seen not really feeling heard and i realized that in order for them to create that experience for customers they have to feel that First, how do you get an hourly worker who's never received a red carpet experience themselves to give it? You must give it to them. You must model it for them. And while from a world perspective with everything that's going on in the world, the timing of employees first probably is perfect. It's actually probably the book I should have written first because we have to first create that experience for our employees before they can create it for our customers. So Frontline Medic's all about empowering frontline leaders to then empower their people to create a better experience for the customers. But where does a good employee experience, what does it look like? Well, I, there's so many different factors, but it, let's just say first it starts where people feel included, where they feel seen and heard. So it starts there. And then it's a matter of supporting people like be, having a really clear vision, I think the first chapter in, in the book Employees First is give them something to care about. So what is your really clear vision of who you want to be as an organization, where you're going as an organization so that they, and not just where and what, but why is what you do every single day important? Collaborate to create that vision, right? So they have a very clear vision of why what they do every single day is important. And then support and empower them with skills development, mentoring, coaching, a career path, so that they feel supported in being able to deliver on that vision and on what you want that customer experience to be. So there's, there's so many pieces to this puzzle, but in a nutshell. Yeah. <laughs> many companies today are struggling with retention of their people, especially after the pandemic and there's a lot of change going through. What do you think are the main reasons for that? Yeah, I think the main reason is that as a world, many of us have gone through, I used to say a values readjustment. I think it's a values realignment where we had this opportunity to, whether we were pausing because we were out of work or out of business or whether we were absolutely on the front lines, working our hearts with our hearts yeah. to help people get through. Either way, I think people started questioning what's really important to me and am I living a life that's in alignment with what I actually value? And so that's why you're seeing a lot of people take early retirement now because they're 
focused on wanting to spend more time with their family and wanting to do things they've always wanted to do. And I think with a younger generation, it's really being clear about what they want to put up with and what they don't want to put up with. What's important to them in a job. And if organizations are not providing that, then they have so much opportunity right now to just go elsewhere. And we're looking at a generation that's more entrepreneurial than they've ever been before. So what do you think workplace can do to retain their people? Get to know them better. Leader, like listen is the number one thing that I would say the next thing is to really start to get to know people. Look, I think the workplace needs to move a little let out of its head and into its heart. And that again, going back to this is all about people being seen and heard. If every person in a management position just went out of their way to get to know their employees better use that know and use their name know what's important to them that would go so far in terms of retaining their employees and i think what what we tend to do is we tend to look for the program that's going to help with that but really when i talk to frontline people what i'm hearing is Things like my my boss called me at the hospital to check on me when I was in the hospital. That's what made me feel valued. Or my boss saw potential in me that I didn't know I had and mentored me to success. That made me feel valued. Or one person, I was just reading this, one person who said, I changed departments and in my old department, I didn't know what feeling appreciated was like in my new department, my boss for the first said, thank you for the work that you did today. It was the first time I'd actually ever heard that in my life that made me feel valued. So it's not as complicated as we want to make it get to know people and see them and listen to them and show. Yeah. And show appreciation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So with the last few years of changes, it feels like we're already living in the future of work. What's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think, oh, so many things. Like, I really do think we're moving out of our heads and into our hearts, or at least if we're not, that's what we need to do. (laughs) That's what we need to do. We are going to see, and this is not my forte, but we're certainly going to see the, uh, or we have been seeing the acceleration of technology and all of that. But even with that, that just increases the need for human connection and human kindness. And so I really think that some of the things that leader could be looking at right now is increasing our own emotional intelligence. So being able to navigate our own human emotions through all of these changes so that we can help our team members navigate those um, their emotions as well. How to lead through change. Empathy, being able to sit in the shoes of your employees and understand things from their point of view is I think it's been rated the number one skill that a leader can have right now. Yeah, it really has more to do with heart-centered changes, in my opinion, at least. And what I'm seeing out there, that's what needs to happen in order for people to be able to meet the demands of the future of work. What's, what have you seen out there that's been working really well? Or if there is a business that I've been doing really showing appreciation or... 
empowering their frontline teams. Do you have some examples that you could share? Yeah, there's a baseball team here in the United States in Savannah, Georgia. It's called the Savannah Bananas. And the owner of the Savannah Bananas is also the founder of, an, of a company called Fans First Entertainment. And their whole focus really is about it's less about baseball, although the team does play baseball, but it's more about giving the fans this extraordinary, like fun experience. And so Jesse Cole is the owner. And when I interviewed him for the book and I interviewed several of his employees and they could not, they couldn't stop gushing about how they were fans of this baseball team. And one of the core things that he has done and did every single day is create a very strong vision of who they are, who they want to be, where they're going, and why, why it's important. And as a result, he's got a waiting list. I think I think I saw he posted on LinkedIn. So it's not, this isn't even in the book. He's got 800 people on a waiting list to work for him to work. So in the middle of this like great resignation, they've got a waiting list of people who want to work for them. And they just do all of the things like they, they don't, when they have new hires, they don't just throw them out on the on the floor or in their case out on the field without giving them like a proper onboarding and orientation and supporting them in a way so that they can be sex successful out there in the field or in the stands and they're constantly looking for people ways to appreciate and give shout outs and communicate on a regular daily basis and it's paying off for them again even in this very tumultuous workplace world that we're living in they're succeeding in really big ways. Yeah, that's amazing. If a company wants to create a better experience for their customer, what is the one simple thing they can start with today that will make a long-term difference? Yeah, I'm going to go back to something I've already said, which is start listening. So like from an employee standpoint, start having those one-on-one -on -one group conversations and listen with open minds and so don't go in with your defenses lowered and the same with customers so that was one of the things i don't know about you but when the pandemic first hit my business came to a standstill because my customers were otherwise engaged dealing with their own pandemic fallouts and the number one thing that i did was reach out to my customers get on the phone, talk to them, just listen to what they were going through, listen to what their needs were. It's enabled me to stay relevant through all of these changes. And I think that's the number one thing we can do right now is be very intentional about finding out what your employee needs are, what your customers needs are, and being willing to change and ad adapt so that you can meet those needs and be relevant as we go forward into the future of work. Amazing. And do you have a quote that you live by? I do. I actually, <laughs> I have it framed and I brought it out. Oh, wow. <laughs> it out. And it's from Stephen Pressfield, who's the author of several books. One that's pretty famous is The Legend of Bagger Vance. But this book, 
is called The War of Art. So not The Art of War, but The War of Art. And in it, he writes, most of us have two lives, the life we live and the unlived life within us. And between the two stands resistance. And I think that applies even to what we're talking about today. So I think the organizational culture that you have and the organizational culture that you want and between those two is the resistance of the people, managers, leaders, and even employees who don't necessarily want to make that shift. But if they're willing to do that, if they're willing to adapt and change, they're going to be end up in a culture that is thriving and happy and greater than they've ever experienced before. That's such a good quote. <laughs> Yeah. It's one of my favorites for sure. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, that was all the questions that I had. This is so great. I love the work that you're doing. I think the more that we can take, the more that we can uncomplicate this and just remember that it boils down to tiny habits, it boils down to how we're making people feel or how we're trying to make people feel, that the more successful people or leaders are going to be in creating an experience that create, that supports and empowers and uplifts their frontline team members. Yeah, I'm excited to be part of that and I'm excited that you're part of that as well. Thank you for listening to another episode of Frontline Magic Podcast with your host, Susanne Exeson. Feel free to reach out to me on LinkedIn or email me at Suzanne at frontlinemedic.org with any feedback or thoughts that you would like to share on this episode. This podcast is brought to you by Ask Nicely. Ask Nicely is your number one frontline success platform with everything your frontline teams need to delight every customer every time. If you enjoy this podcast, please give it a five-star rating. Frontline Magic provides you with the tools, insights, and inspirational stories you need to deliver an awesome customer experience. Sign up for free and learn more at frontlinemagic.org. And thanks for making Frontline work awesome.